Welcome to No Small Talk, the arts and entertainment podcast for the Arkansas Times. I'm Stephanie Smittle, and I'm here with Omaya Jones. Hello. Today, we're going to start by highlighting some arts and entertainment news, and we'll talk with Ra Howard, a videographer and musician whose work is on display at this weekend's North Little Rock Mini Maker Fair. We'll be right back. Hi, we're back with No Small Talk. And first, we just want to let you know a few things happening in the area. Uh, inventive art happening in your backyard. First off, this Saturday, May 12th at 9 p.m., there is a concert from the Arkansas Music and Arts Foundation with some of our favorites here at the Arkansas Times. Anyway, our favorites. Uh, Cami Renee, the badass bass player for Daz and Brie and also a solo artist. You should check out her fantastic ditty about... Really just basic etiquette, but um, generally folks who make demands of your times that are maybe out of line with the relationship that you have with that person. And it's called Entitled. Uh, so that's Cami Renee. Also, or a project from Everett Hagen and Jack Lloyd and Dot, the super trio of Corrine Sparrow, Jordan Wolf, and Melanie Castellano. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm looking forward to this show, too, because uh, it's a benefit show for the trust... Well, the Trust Tree Songwriting Camp, which is an organization where they try to um, empower young girls to make music, and they get together, they teach them how to play instruments, they they form bands, they make songs, and I've donated the past couple years because I think it's a worthwhile thing to do. It's pretty cool. Yeah, anyone who's ever tried to uh, write or record a song can attest to the fact that it takes some guts, and this is Trust Tree Songwriting Camp for Girls is sort of creating a place where young women and girls can have those guts and find their creative voice. This is happening at Capitol View Studio, which is another great reason to go. It's a really neat venue at 120 South Cross Street. It's intimate. It's run by folks who understand music and community, and it's also BYOB. So that means you can, instead of paying $5 for a beer, you can give all of your money to Trust Tree Songwriting Camp for Girls. Uh, so that uh, is at 120 South Cross Street, sort of between downtown and the Capitol, this Saturday at 9 p.m. Further down the line, also at Capitol View Studio, fans of the Posies should save the date. For June 4th. Uh, that band is on a 30th anniversary tour and they're re-releasing three of the, their albums, Dear 23, Frosting on the Beater, and Amazing Disgrace on Vinyl. And they're touring the country in support of it. So they did a show at Capitol View Studio a couple years ago. They're headed back June 4th. So check that out. There's tickets available at theposies.com. Also, we want to let you know some big news about SpotCon, uh, which is that none other than the Queen herself, Ms. Pam Greer, is now scheduled to be at this year's SpotCon. I just got place. interested in this event more than I was before. Right? Yeah. Right. Interest level. <laughs> <laughs> plus, 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 plus. So Pam Greer is known for her work in uh, so-called black exploitation films and action films. And uh, if not the first woman to be an action star, certainly somebody who's defined that role as like, I'm gonna tear you apart. Yeah, I think her characters that she played like Coffee, and she was in um, a bunch of those black exploitation films and was a big star as a result. And then later, uh, Quentin Tarantino did the thing where you know he would he had this reputation for a while for reviving the careers of older actors who had sort of been out of the spotlight mm-hmm. for a while. So first it was John Travolta in Pulp Fiction, and then and Jackie Brown as Pam Greer. 
Um, and, and that's, I think, Tw- Quentin Tarantino's best movie. Jackie uh, in my Brown. Opinion. Yeah, I yeah. love Jackie Brown. Have you seen Jackie Brown? I have. Yeah, yeah I have. I didn't know that was your... That you thought that was his best movie. That's interesting. I was reading this interview where she was talking about how she got enlisted for this film and she was sort of um, not getting Mm. a lot of calls, right? And she said that she was driving around and that this like really wild-eyed Quentin Tarantino um, was like, oh, it's Pam Greer over there. And he told her that he was writing a film for her specifically and she didn't believe him and then like yeah. months months later he called it's her it's pretty cool because you know Jackie Brown's adapted from Rum Punch which is a the book by Elmer Leonard mm-hmm. who also wrote Out of Sight which uh, the adaptation we screened in December and it's an early example of race bending and that the character that Pam Greer plays in the book is white and then Quentin Tarantino read this and he's and he saw something that could be like an ode to black exploitation films and so he changed the script to fit her, which is pretty cool. She's so vocal about, of course, all her um, sort of famed relationships with um, figures like Richard Pryor and uh, Freddie Prince, But she's also just vocal about just her life and her work. And so I'm, I'm excited that she's going to be at SpotCon. Also at SpotCon are uh, Sean Mayer, star of the hit movie Serenity and the TV series Arrow, if you know those. Also Arvell Jones, an illustrator for Marvel Comics, a cosplay performer named Nightingale Vixen, and we trust that there will be more announcements to come at SpaCon.org. That's spa-con.org. Up in Northwest Arkansas, there is a sweet little series of pop-up events from Opera Fayetteville called Opera in Bloom. Very cool. They're basically like a bunch of different pop-up performances of bite-sized operas in English and operettas. Uh, They're tiny and uh, intriguing. One is called A Womb with a View. Another is about a fly who wants to be a human, sort of Pinocchio story. And so the idea is that they're putting all of these on in different venues, coffee shops, um, and they're announcing them sort of like, um, you know, mob style, right? So um, you go to these performances, they give you a sticker, like Pokemon Go, but for opera. And they give you a sticker and you collect the stickers and then you get discounts off of their final performance. They'll do all of the operas in sequence uh, May 25th at Botanical Garden of the Ozarks. So pretty cool little nimble opera company up in um, Northwest Arkansas doing these uh, doing these pop-up performances. And you can check them out at operafayetteville.org. And then the last thing I wanted to just highlight, oh, if you've never been to Wildwood Park for the Arts, this would be a great week to go. It's a, a series of gardens and trails in way out West Little Rock at 20919 Denny Road. And evidently, it is National Public Gardens Day this weekend. Oh. So they're celebrating by having some free events on the grounds there around Swan Lake, as it's called. Everything's free. So 1030 uh, Central Arkansas Master Naturalists are doing some guided hikes. And uh, you can make like personalized flower pots and bird feeders. At 11, Barefoot Yoga is doing a free yoga class outdoors in the pavilion. At 1230... Uh, there's a teacher, Stacy Pendergrast, leading uh, Hacking Haiku in the Park, an introduction to one breath poetry, also free. That particular workshop is limited, though. So uh, for those of uh, you into haiku and honing your skills, check it out at Wildwood Park 
Org. They'll also have a bunch of uh, plein air photographers and painters just all over the grounds painting what they see. Cool. Great weekend to get outside and be at Wildwood Park for the Arts. For everything else, please check this week's to-do list in the Arkansas Times for more happening this week. And we'll be right back. We are back with No Small Talk, the arts and entertainment podcast for the Arkansas Times. I'm Stephanie Smittle. This is Omaya Jones. And we want to make sure all of you know about the next film in the Arkansas Times film series. It's white material. It's going to screen at Riverdale 10 Cinema, who we partner with for these screenings, 7 p.m. Uh, I think it'll cost you nine bucks. To nine dollars. Nine dollars. Nine dollars to get right. White material. Short notice because, so this was actually the second pick. Uh, our first pick was a film called Beau Travail by the same director, Claire Denis. And, you know, it's part of trying to do the themes, right? And so we wanted to... Oh, that's to... the Billy Budd. Uh, is this the Billy Budd? Uh, yeah, it's yeah. based off... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Beau Travail is based off of that uh, short like, is it novella, novella. Yeah. Um, and it's an issue that you run into sometimes where the only two ways to screen that film would either to be to show a bad DVD copy. Okay. You know, when you take a DVD and you project it on a large screen, it degrades the it, image. It's not as right? good. Okay. Or you could import from France. I think they like, they will want another 35 millimeter print. And as far as I know, we don't have access to a 35 millimeter projector. And it, it's, it's, so there are certain films that are available in what they call DCP, which is a digital format. Okay. Where, you know, the theater can easily, because all, all theaters project digitally now, so it's just easier to project them. Or you can do a Blu-ray because Blu-rays are 1080p, which may be too technical, but if you go back 10 years, 1080p was like the standard. But with our first pick, neither of those things were an option. Uh, and so... Uh, so no Beautravai for us. So no Beautravai. You can still get it from your library if, okay. you, if you are so inclined. But this film still fits within the theme um bouncing off of our last last month's screen of Fitzcarraldo dealing with colonialism and the idea of someone who is in a place that's not their home country and they're sort of out of their depth and trying to perhaps we should have done a contest where people try to guess the connection to the theme but oh that'd be fun okay we could do that this time yeah so uh but it's complicated because the film that was supposed to go after Beautravai because uh, oh, okay. it, well, the issues with that are just that the distributor wasn't allowing screenings until later this year. So that's actually in the mood for love, and it's not screening until October. Okay. And then so in June we're screening uh, Clint Eastwood's Unforgiven. Okay. So there's a break in our daisy chain of yes. themes from movie to movie, but um, but still from Fitzcarraldo to White Material. I understand that Claire Denis herself. Um, has a pretty first-hand experience mm-hmm. with, like, the idea of colonialism. She grew up in colonial uh, right. Africa, uh-huh. right? She, so she's French by birth. She was born in Paris, but from the age of something like three months to 13 years, she lived in Africa and in colonial France. And her first few films all sort of deal with um, sort of that, that, that experience of, I guess, the colonizer, right? Uh, so there's Chocolat, which is a 1988 film, which uh, I think is her first narrative feature she'd done a couple of documentaries before that and she also worked as an assistant director with guys like Wim Wenders so she worked on like Wings of Desire and Paris Texas and Chocolat not to be confused as I initially did with the, the Julia Binoche oh, yeah, right. movie uh, of the same name right yeah and Beau also sort of deals with these guys who are members of the French Foreign Legion and they're 
stationed in, I think, Morocco. Mm-hmm. So there's sort of like a loose trilogy of films about colonial Africa, because she's it's very familiar with it. Now, White Material is, she directed it, and she wrote it, and she co-wrote it with a, a woman named Marie Ndiaye, I think it's how it's pronounced. Okay. And, we'll go with that. And so, and Isabel Huppert plays a woman who works on a coffee farm that she has inherited from her ex-husband, or is supposed to inherit. And but the political situation in the country around her is deteriorating, but she refuses to sort of give up this land and her place in it. Mm-hmm. And it sort of documents the sort of dark side of colonialism in a way that uh, it's like a, a, a different side than what is shown in Fitzcarraldo, mm-hmm. where the main mm-hmm. character is much more triumphant at the end of the film. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I read about Isabel Huppert in this film and maybe others, I don't know her work very well, is that she was able to really broadcast what she intends to do. And mm-hmm. there's a big moment, I take it, at the end of this film, that, um, you know, that sh- she makes a big decision and a big move. But uh, that she's able to broadcast all that Without doing much with her face or yes. eyes or yeah. expression, it's everything is very internal, uh-huh. right? And and um, uh, I think Ebert described her as like there's like a quiet or internal rage that uh, that she is projecting throughout the course of this film, and that's the thing about Claire Denis is there's so, there's so much of what the way she films things is subtle mm-hmm. and it's internal. Uh, and, and it, it's sort of the viewer's job to sort of interpret things. But I guess the, the difference between like stage acting and camera and like film acting is they say that the, the, the movie camera can read your mind or that it picks up everything. And I think she's really good at sort of putting that to the test and practicing that. And her films tend to be, they can be sort of slow. There are lots of long takes and they're, they're usually very beautiful. Um, she did another film called 35 Shots of Rum that I, that I recently saw and really fell in love with that is sort of the same thing. And they don't have like a traditional sort of like three-act structure mm-hmm. that you typically associate with films. Maybe as a way to go with something that we know and expect, mm-hmm. like a linear... Because the, cause this movie is not linear, right? Like it jumps back and forth in the timeline of what's happened in her life or... Uh, I think there there are a couple flashbacks and there's a dream there's a sequence where she dreams something in the past um, but in terms of like following the, the decay of the situation I think it's pretty linear mm-hmm. uh, heavy yeah. stuff yes it is uh, yeah it is a very heavy film um, but I think it's sort of necessary and it's an interesting film and I, I'm sort of curious to see how people will react to it I don't know how well known Claire Denis is outside mm-hmm. of certain cinephile circles um, well, I I hope that our listeners will come, and I hope you'll let us know what what you think of these films. Um, Omaya is uh, programming them, and just really love to hear from you um, as as to to what you think. And so it's seven p.m. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, Tuesday the fifteenth, seven p.m. Nine dollars. Nine dollars. Yeah. Riverdale Ten Cinema, Arkansas Times Film Series. So uh, that's white material, and we will be right back with Raw Howard, who's performing at this weekend's North Little Rock Mini Maker Fair. Hi, 
We're back with Raw Howard, a videographer and musician whose work will be on display at this weekend's North Little Rock Mini Maker Fair. So 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. on the North Shore Riverwalk. So North Little Rock Mini Maker Fair, makers of all kinds, people who make food, people who make robots, people who make beautiful, vibrant leather bags, and people who make music. Mm. <laughs> One of those being yeah. Raw Howard, who's here with us today. Thank you so much for being on the No Small Talk podcast. All right. Thank you all for having me. Appreciate man. you coming by. So uh, for people that don't know uh, what you do, um, I can just personally testify to the power of the spoken word with uh, harmonica on stage and what happens when you um, you combine those. Um, so you... Uh, played, performed at last year's Arkansas Times Musician Showcase, and that's when I know I became a fan, so I was a late adopter. Many people knew of you long before, and uh, just want to say um, thanks thanks for that, and thanks for sharing that with us, no. and I wonder if you could talk a little bit about your music and about your new record. All right. Yeah, man. Uh, so, yeah, I've been doing music for a long time, I guess, like, you know, like, uh, uh, playing like I want to say I've been playing music since I was like in the fourth grade uh, but actually uh, right now what I'm doing right now is like recording music trying to incorporate the harmonica into it doing the spoken word piece of it just trying to uh, I don't know, create I don't know, try to make art that like encompasses uh, music and video and all that try to give people like a uh, uh, an experience where something they can hear and see at the same time so it's yeah it's, it's everything in a nutshell because i feel like it's all over the place when i'm creating the music and everything you have many talents for sure like so one of your videos is set up like as if you're live from the apollo (laughs) sort of vintage crackly black and white yeah yeah um that was a that was actually a fun video she was shot in the living room and uh i was looking through uh like old apollo videos because like i just love to watch those uh, performances i was like man wouldn't it be dope if i mixed that in there especially because that harmonica we think about harmonica and stuff we think about the 60s or the 50s uh, i thought it would be creative to do something like that but um yeah that was uh that was a song that i actually was working on that i thought was going to end up on this most recent project but just didn't when i started weeding things out it's fun on its own it's fun yeah. on its own so you do also a lot of vlogging which i understand is like blogging but with videos uh, yeah. right yep yeah um i saw this one recently where you are uh you say you're overcoming your um uh, like misgivings about yeah. the outdoors there are bears there are like Many edits. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know, that's what you think about when you think about, well, for me, like, you know, I grew up here in Little Rock, you know, like off of twins. So like, I'm, I'm not necessarily, I wasn't an outdoor guy, didn't fool with outdoors or anything like this. So when I think about the outdoors, like my dad really doesn't fool with snakes either. And yeah, so like, for me, all that stuff is like foreign, fooling with the outdoors. And so for me, snakes, bears, raccoons, just anything associated with outdoors just completely terrifies me, man. I want no dealing, no dealings with it. But I don't know what happened the other day. I just got kind of motivated. I said, you know what? I'm going to get over this, man. And I, of all the places to go to, what guys go to Everett's, uh, Mount Everest to mm-hmm. test themselves. I went to Pinnacle Mountain yeah. to try to. It's our Mount Everest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For me, that was a big deal. Went out there and just, um, I don't know. 
and tried to do that and vlogged about it. Yeah, I saw. I was following that on Facebook because you had said that you were thinking about doing it, and then there are a cavalcade of people who were volunteered to help you. Mm. So, like, did you go with with somebody? Did somebody force you to go up there? Uh, no, I went by myself, right. man. No, it was a, it was a. I've been on this uh, fear kick. Like, if mm-hmm. you're afraid of something, you face it head on. So, that vlog just kind of gave me a way of documenting that. Like, it's funny and it's fun and games. A lot of times when I film those vlogs, I try to give people something to laugh at, and also like keep people informed. It's on the slick, it's slick marketing, getting mm-hmm. people informed of what I'm doing, and everything. But at the same time. Um, I don't think people would probably look at it on that level, but if they look at it and say, man, I don't know, he faced his fear, because I know he's terrified. For people that know me, they know I'm terrified of snakes. They say, okay, he went out there and did that, and uh, I don't know, I can kind of get some motivation out of that. Also out of, yeah, I, can, I can also be entertained by him mm-hmm. wrestling a bear on Pinnacle. <laughs> 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 it's kind of um, lofty. You... I noticed in that video are, are pretty gifted, like physical comedians. So, um, <laughs> do you feel like you use that on stage or try to channel it through the microphone? Uh, man, you mean like being like, uh, like, uh, physical on stage? Yeah. yeah. Just your movement. Way you yeah. Hold yourself. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I feel like that's the thing that kind of like, like music wise, performing wise, like, uh, it works for some people. I know for me, it definitely works. I feel like that's the thing that gets people to connect when I get on stage and I'm, moving around or, uh, you know, working, trying to work the stage and get the audience involved. Or It's like little things like, um, you've seen my show, like when I'm playing harmonica and I may kneel when I'm really into mm-hmm. it and I get on the knee. I feel like doing little theatric things like that, like it's not to say that it's always staged, but doing little theatric things like that, I think help bring the audience into what you're doing. And it makes it entertaining to watch because, you know, I've been to, you. I know you've seen tons of shows, especially with hip hop. No, a lot of times with hip hop, we get into the um, we get into the thing where a lot of guys will sit in one location the entire time and wrap their whole show without even moving mm-hmm. muscle, which works for some people. But um, with hip hop, I think one of the things that for me, I think this helped differentiate me from other acts is being able to walk around and move mm-hmm. the stage. So, and that's something that just works with it. Doesn't matter where you're doing a vlog or music or anything else, being able to do that movement and give people something to look at, I think helps. So. Tell us about the new record. New album, uh, Let There Be Light, man. Uh, this is probably the last year and a half of like experiences just kind of poured into it. Um, it's uh, 12 songs right now, um, and it's a different album. For me, it's the first time I've actually recorded something and uh, recorded what really truly synced uh, that harmonica with uh, my production and also songwriting. So it's the first time I've ever had like dedicated songs to having nothing but instrumental harmonica tracks on there. So that was new because, uh, you know, in, in the past, I've always like played I've recorded songs and I maybe played like maybe 16 measures or something, a harmonica, and I get back and doing it. But actually making sure that I spent the time like uh, blending those different talents together and on a uh, recording, it was an interesting process. Very different from anything I'd ever done in the past. Where'd you record it? I record it at the house. So I record my own music too. Right. <laughs> record and produce it at the, at the house too. Now I have somebody, I send it and have someone mix it off, but. I try to write all my own music, produce everything, and record it all. So, yeah. Is there one track that you want to say, like, it's going to get thrown out there first, check it out, sort of an idea that will um, help us understand the album as a whole? I would say it's the last song, Believe, and I actually have uh, visuals for that. And it's more of a spoken word piece on it, but... uh, 
that one I feel like sums everything up. Is it's the it's the summary of the entire album because for the for the album when I talk about let there be light, it's it's something that uh you know for most people, for a lot of people out there, people are struggling, people are going through hard times in their life. Uh, they're dealing with personal struggles and things and a lot of times when you're going through all that like it seems dark and you can't you don't know what's next you can't you can't see a way out but let there be light though purpose of it is like just dropping on nuggets here and letting you know hey man that light is out there man so if you stay motivated you keep grinding man you keep your faith up things will work the way out and i feel like that believe song actually takes all those tracks and comp and composite and make it makes a really powerful statement on there i wanted to make something that was like uh where people can play it in the morning almost like if they're meditating to get motivated for the day so if there's rally yes if there's one track that you're gonna listen to that i would say check out first listen to believe but I would say listen to the whole album because it was going to make it a, it's like trying to watch the most recent Avengers film without watching the previous 18 films. It's not, it'll be, it'll be cool to watch, but it's not going to be as impactful unless you take that time and actually really digest the message that's being given to you. So, but I would tell you to check it, but if you were just going to give me, if I had like a, a elevator spiel, uh, let's say a two minute elevator spiel, I'll say two minutes and you had one opportunity, I would tell you to listen to believe because hopefully you listen to that track and walk away feeling better about yourself feeling encouraged and feeling like maybe you can uh, I don't know feeling like um, things are going to get better and if you do walk away doing that that means I did my job so if you can do if there's one track I would say listen to that one so for our listeners they can check you out at the North Little Rock Mini Maker Fair yeah this Saturday 10 to 4 do you know when you're playing I think I'm playing at side of the, I think it's Three o'clock, I think, because I'm getting on right after Big Fifth. So, yeah. Three o'clock. Yeah. Perfect. So uh, definitely stick around after Delta Made kicks off. Uh, so there are uh, all sorts of artists from the Delta region playing, and it's all free. And then if our listeners want to keep up with what you're doing uh, on, on an ongoing basis, where can they find you? All right. They can check me out at thehowardexperience.com. Yeah. So, yeah, Rod Howard on everything else. But I think if you just go to thehowardexperience.com, the conduit for everything else has all the links to social media, YouTube, vlogs, music, everything. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for being here on No Small Talk, Rod Howard. We really appreciate it. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, we're back with No Small Talk. I'm Stephanie Smittle. I'm here with Omaya Jones, and we're going to throw some recommendations at you. Do you have a recommendation, Omaya? Uh, I do. So Saturday from 6 to 9 at Bernie's Garden is the annual Tacos and Tianguis. I'm I'm sure I'm not pronouncing this correctly, but um, it's an event sponsored by El Zocalo Immigrant Resource Center, and they'll have food. It's kid-friendly. the food's really good. Like last year, I think they'll have like different vendors who have different types of like Mexican food, like tacos and um, it's all sorts of interesting. I don't know why I said interesting. Good things. All yeah. sorts of all sorts of things that are really delicious. Uh, and I encourage everybody to come out and participate because uh, it's also it's a really fun event. And so for people who don't know what El Zocalo mm-hmm. does, this um, the long name is El Zocalo Immigrant Resource Center. Mm-hmm. And this is, uh, from what I understand, just like, really common sense needs, legal, but also um, just, you know, basic needs of uh, the immigrant community here in central Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Arkansas Times reporter Benji Hardy is involved with this organization, uh, and he has been for a while. And I think, I'm not sure, this might be like the, I don't know if this is like the fourth or fifth t- um, year that this event has been happening, but 
Um, yeah, it's a fun time. Everybody yeah, great way to get to know their work and also eat tacos. Yes. And listen to... Tacos um, and tamales. The music, I think. And... Mm-hmm, yeah. Should, I think there will be live music uh, by a local band. Um, I'm looking at the event. It just says live music by a local Latin band. Okay. Great. Yeah. I'll, t- yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, I'm going to recommend to our listeners that you read the journal that uh, it's, it's rich. It's either O'Coin or Aquan. I'm not sure. Um, A-U-C-O-I-N, a musician from Nova Scotia. And he is riding his bike across the U.S. on tour instead of jumping in a tour van uh, to raise money for Mental Health America and the Canadian Mental Health Association. He um, makes these sort of like very super sexy, but also like uplifting, dancey anthems type of music. And uh, on this tour, he is joining up with his band members in the cities where they play. But the tour path, he's actually cycling alone on a real actual bicycle. And he's like documenting his journey along the way. And he'll, like, go through a part of the United States and then build, like, tell you what he listened to, like, podcast-wise or playlist-wise on that segment. Uh, I particularly enjoyed his little snippet from the Albuquerque chapter in which he talks about uh, passing the White's residence from Breaking Bad, which, so I understand, like, there's Walter White's house, right, Mm -hmm. in Breaking Bad in Albuquerque. And, uh, you know, other people live there, just regular people, right? But the house has evidently become plagued with Breaking Bad fans who want to do things like steal a rock as a memento or reenact perhaps the scene where Walter White throws the pizza on top of the roof. That's not okay. Yeah. So, so the owners have evidently installed a um, what Rich called an intense looking fence to thwart these vandals. And they don't seem that impressed by respectful visitors either. Rich, he goes on to write, told one of the owners, I was sorry to hear about their troubles, but she shooed me away with her hand and then yelled, you think this is fun? <laughs> um, it's really entertaining reading. Um uh, just this journal of his trip. So you should check that out. And if you can at all, go check out his set. He's playing Friday night at EJ's Eats and Drinks. So that's uh, May 18th, Friday night. I think the show starts at nine. Uh, they'll also have sets from Piss and Comets and the Chemtrails. And if you can, get your primer on by watching Rich Al Kwan's video for It. It's got a kajillion movie references. E.T., Ghostbusters. Um, I mean, it's it's really fun for film people. To, and they're very obvious. They're they're not obscure. Um, so uh, Rich himself is really into movies, I take it. And then watch his newest, um, The Dream, which is his new single. And go see him at EJ's tomorrow night. That's my recommendation. Cool. And do you have a movie for the week? I do. I'm going to tell you that you should go on Saturday at 1 p.m. to Cal's Ron Robinson Theater here in the River Market and watch Nick Taylor and Joey Carey's The Organizer, which is the new movie about Wade Rathke and his founding of Acorn in Arkansas, which was uh, very undoubtedly impactful and sometimes controversial. And from the director's statement, I really liked this little bit, um, the director's right. I first met Wade Rathke in Toronto in 2009 at the same time as the organization he founded, ACORN, were in the news for a series of damning hidden camera videos. The controversies surrounding ACORN in 2008 and 2009 were a hot button story in the polarized political landscape of the time. But as I filmed with Wade and other organizers and 
ACORN community leaders between 2011 and 2016, I became far more fascinated with how the biggest poor people's organization in U.S. history was built, not with how it was destroyed. So if all you know about ACORN uh, is sort of that the more controversial side, this is a chance to get to know the whole story of Wade Rapke and his legacy here in Arkansas. That's 1 p.m. at Cal's Ron Robinson Theater this Saturday, May 19th. Cool. That's my move. Awesome. This has been No Small Talk, the arts and entertainment podcast for the Arkansas Times. Uh, I'm Stephanie Smittle. I'm here with Omaya Jones, and we're here every week. So check us out. You can also find us on iTunes and Anchor.fm. You can also find us on the uh, Arkansas Times websites, arctimes.com. Scroll down. We'll have all sorts of goodies, um, media-wise, videos and photos and that sort of thing to help you along your way as you listen to this podcast and we'll be back next week um do you want to go out listening to raw howard yeah okay yeah let's listen to some raw howard good afternoon everyone what if i told you that you could have whatever it is that you want out of life by simply believing in yourself most folks would probably hear my words and ignore me They'll say things like, nah, man, it's not that simple, but oh, my brother, my sister, I disagree, it is. Doing something as simple as believing in yourself and your dream gives you the confidence to reach higher. It makes you more inclined to take the steps necessary to move your life in the direction that you want it to move in, instead of settling for things that you really don't want out of life, which is something that we're all guilty of at times. Far too often we settle. We don't try, we give up, we give up on our dreams, we give up on the jobs we want, we give up on the relationships we want, because deep down we feel like we don't deserve it. We act like we're too afraid to reach higher. We allow glass ceilings to hold us hostage. We allow our insecurities to cage up our ambitions and dreams to convince us that they're way too far out of our reach, when in reality, they're much closer than we think. Well, I'm here to tell you, no matter what you may think, what the naysayers may say, you are bright enough, you are smart enough, you possess everything that you need to be successful. Your situation does not define you, where you're from does not matter. You are talented, you are amazing, you are special. You is smart, you is kind, you is important. But in all seriousness, my brothers, my sisters, you can be whatever it is that you want to be. All you have to do is believe. All you have to do is be willing to look into the sky, stretch out your soul, and continue to reach higher than you ever thought that you could. And then you will see what I see, which is just how great you are. So please keep reaching. Keep reaching towards greatness. Continue to reach higher.